Is James Cook someone that you can trust for the rest of the season? Plus promotion commotion in this episode of the Lockdown Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Podcast, part of the Locked On Dynasty or Locked, Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. She is Kate Magic. You can follow her on Twitter at uh, FF Ball Blast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Kate, we're going to be talking about an awesome Bills Patriots game. Not really. What a. What a stinker. I wish that game was more exciting <laughs> last night. But uh, we have some takeaways that we need to get to, starting with James Cook, 14 carries for 64 yards on the ground. Also caught six passes for 41 yards. Okay, what do we do with James Cook going forward? I mean, this is, I, I feel like, a, a changing of the guard, right? Because it didn't seem like no matter how uh, or, or who they had on the field, like we've seen a myriad of running backs on the field for the Buffalo Bills. But it's always been just Devin Singletary leading the charge. And mm-hmm. we haven't seen another running back um, really take over in that situation. And Marcus, he looked good. He passed the eyeball test in just about every way you could have asked him to. Um, he looked awesome. Like it, before we even talk about like the stats and stuff, like he just legitimately looked good. He looked, looked good. And I think like, let's, let's, hop into the stats like a, another um, encouraging bit. So y- you mentioned the target share, six targets, six receptions, 41 yards, Devin Singletary and Naeem Hines combined for four targets on their own. Mm-hmm. So literally like we're already seeing him start to to take on that role as a receiver. I love the usage. I love everything we saw in this game from him. I'm bought in. Uh, I'm I'm bought into James Cook. He's got the uh, the draft pedigree. He's got the skill set. He's got the explosion. Um, and it, Devin Singletary, like it, I think they like Devin Singletary a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what does he realistically earn with his second contract? I could picture him being affordable enough to stay with this team. But I, I agree. I, I do think that when it comes down to like build and when it comes down to um, the future of the running back position for this team, um, I, I, I'm going to take James Cook on that. I also wouldn't be surprised, Kate, because you mentioned Devin Singletary is a free agent after the year. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, you know what? You were a good player for us. We're going to move on and look for a different type of running back. Maybe somebody with a little bit more size and power to use like short yardage stuff just to save Josh Allen from himself and just let James Cook be more of the quote-unquote feature back. And I think we're starting to see that a little bit more. Against Cleveland two weeks ago, 11 carries for 86 yards. Uh, Against the Lions, he had five targets, only caught two of them. Uh, But in this game, six targets for 41 yards. Looked good running the ball. I don't know if he's somebody that you can start the rest of the season. I mean, other than maybe as a flex play, but I think there is some hope that by 2023, he could be a pretty solid RB too. 
I, I think RV2 feels it, like in, in the range of possibilities, um, you know, in terms of size, in terms of, um, you know, how he profiles as like a, a true three down back. Like he's not, he's not going to profile as a bruiser. Um, no. Like, like you said, I wouldn't be surprised if they find another running back that feels like a better answer. Um, you know, 190 pounds, you're not going to rely on that at, at the goal line. Um, you know, even Devin Singletary, smaller frame, uh, and they're just starting to utilize him around the goal line. Finally. Um, finally. But there's still, there's still that one missing component, but I think James Cook answers a lot of those other questions that they need. And I'm, I'm pretty comfortable that he can at least be a flex play, but is there ever a, a time where I picture him being a, a, an RB one for fantasy football? Absolutely not. Yeah. I'm with you. Still somebody I'm, I'm curious to, or interested in buying. Um, one more bill saw before we move on. Um, Okay, Stephon Diggs, one of the most underrated players in Dynasty right now. Again, last night, seven catches for 92 yards, third straight game with a touchdown. Did you know this season, this year, he's already at 91 receptions for 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns? And on Dynasty League football, he's being ranked outside of the top 10 receivers. It's straight-up disrespect. Yeah. Um, I, You know, I'm not sure – that there's any wide receiver and running back that have as special a connection as Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs does. Um, other than it, maybe like, like Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, that might be the only other one. Maybe uh, like it's the, that, yeah, I, I think they showcase every single week, just an insane connection. We see the interviews with, uh, you know, Josh Allen, where he's like, yeah, I encourage Stefan Diggs to, uh, you know, break out of the route tree a little bit, mm-hmm. like get, get creative, uh, do your thing. And I don't, you don't find that a lot. And if you do find it, I'm going to guess there's not a lot of quarterbacks who are in sync enough with that wide receiver that they can just find them on a dime like that. Uh, Stefan Diggs, a hundred percent, one of the most underrated wide receivers in dynasty right now, he produces that's all he does is produce mm-hmm. and he's tied to Josh Allen. I'm not yep. sure what else that's literally the recipe for success here. Um, before we move on, I, I do want to talk about Gabe Davis, 40 or fewer receiving yards in six yeah. of 11 games this season. Yeah. Um, just hasn't looked in sync with Josh Allen whatsoever, but Marcus, the opportunities have been there. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts on, Gabe Davis, because I, I I don't know what to do with him in Dynasty. It's uh, kind of like generally I, feeling like we're setting ourselves up for disappointment every single week. Um, you know, even yesterday, seven targets and only pulled in two of those for 15 yards and a score. If you told me last year, Marcus, that we'd have uh, 67 targets for Gabe Davis, in an 11 a game span, like I would be like, all right, well, he's wide receiver one. Do you have his year by year stats pulled up in front of you? Yes. Uh, right. Three They're straight really seasons funny. with 35 receiving yards. <laughs> or 30, 35 receptions every single year, like basically 600 yards and then six or seven touchdowns. That's, that's his numbers. Just literally it. it there's no. It's kind uh, of funny. Um, I'm not panicking. Like if I went out and traded a fortune for Gabe Davis this year, I'm not panicking because you got to remember 
he still is really young. He dealt with some injuries earlier in the year. I know he's had some stinker of a games, but Kate, he's still on pace to have like close to a thousand yards, close to double digit touchdowns. He's 23 years old. Obviously he didn't have the breakout year that we were all hoping for, but he is, he has had a bigger role in the offense. He's going to put up the best stats of his career. Let's give it a little bit of time. Be patient here. I think uh, I would be less inclined to be panicking if it weren't for the fact that um, 171 of his 665 total receiving yards, that's over a quarter of his receiving yards came in one single game this season. That's it's scary. Um, Like he's going to be one of these guys. I think that puts up a great end of season stat line, but I do think the ride there is going to be nauseating. Um, all right, let's talk about the New England Patriots. Uh, but we also want to tell you about prize picks. Prize pick is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. They're currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Download the Prize Pick app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Price Picks will give you $100. You deposit $50, they'll give you $50. It's, it's really that easy. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Kate, we have to talk about the New England side of things. Let's start with the good. Ramondre Stevenson is somebody that needs to be in your lineup every single week. And I think he's going to be a borderline RB1, as we talked about last week. 10 carries for 54 yards, didn't get in the end zone, but looked absolutely awesome as a runner. Also caught six passes for 24 yards in in the receiving game. So if you're in a full-point PPR league, there's eight points for you right there. He just looks incredible. I'm just so in on Ramondre Stevenson. So in, and I want to remind everybody that Damian Harris is on the final year of his contract with the New England Patriots. Can I picture this team, uh, you know, coming in, drafting another running back just Mm -hmm. because they like having multiple running backs in the, you know, the system. I could a hundred percent see them doing that in the 2023 draft, but Marcus, I still think this is going to be the Ramondre Stevenson show. The, the just, discourse coming out about Ramondre Stevenson and his role and the way that Bill Belichick trusts him implicitly is just, it's, it's unique. You don't really find every day that uh, Bill Belichick is willing to talk about players like that. Now Mm -hmm. uh, we saw a couple of fumbles. Uh, We, we saw a couple of moments yesterday that I was like, Ooh, is this boy about to get benched? Um, no. I I, no, I don't think so. I think he is the absolute real deal. I think, you know, Raheem or Raheem Mostert, my goodness, uh, still got that flu, guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that Ramondre Stevenson is going to be 
one of these running backs that's like a low-key RB1, RB2 for the years to come, not just end of season, Marcus. I'm fully in on Ramondre Stevenson. 100% agree. Let's talk about the rest of the passing game. And oof, um, leading receiver on Thursday night, Marcus Jones, cornerback from Houston, two catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. It's not great, Bob. It's yeah. not great. Um, uh, Tyquan Thornton, two catches for 31 yards and three ta- targets. Ramond- or Jacob- Jacoby Myers, three catches for 22 yards on five targets. Nelson Aguilar, two for 17. Devontae Parker, two for 16. Kendrick Bourne, one for 15. Hunter Henry, two for 13. Johnny Smith, two for 13. It's, I mean, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. Um, It's really interesting though. You saw a lot of frustration from Mac Jones in this game and you have to wonder like, what would this team look like? Cause I do think there's talent in this team. I think Jacoby Myers, very talented wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne, Devontae Parker. Even I I think this, this entire uh, receiving core, like Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, we, had those pegged as two of the the most talented receiving tight ends in in the league at one point. Like they have pieces. Now it's it comes down to utilization, I think. And we're not really seeing, you know, one guy separate himself from the pack. I feel like Mac Jones needs a guy. Like a guy to step up the way that Stefan Diggs came and became yes. that target for Josh Allen, we need somebody to step up and become that dude for Mac Jones. And nobody is doing that. It it feels like a lot of complimentary pieces that's just missing that guy. And then, you know, Myers can play out for that guy and play in the slot and Parker can be, you know, the number two and Thornton is your field stretcher, but you need that guy that, okay, Hey, there's sauce Gardner on the other side. He's going to still win that matchup in one-on-one situations over and over again. Yes, and they don't have that that piece. They don't have the play caller. Um, it's not like they have a lot of complimentary pieces that no. they can scheme, like it, because they don't have a schemer. So this, I, I think right now we kind of have to reserve judgment on Mac Jones. We have to reserve judgment for pretty much all of the pieces in this offense outside of Ramondre Stevenson. Just because of the situation, what are they going to do with Matt Patricia? I don't know. Uh, Mac Jones had a lot of strong, strong language to say uh, he was not thrilled with the passing game, uh, not thrilled with the running game. Everything sucks, yep. basically. I get Matt Patricia out of here. Get Mac Jones a wide receiver one, and when when he does, I think this offense is going to click. Um, where are we at dynasty temperature check on Mac Jones? I, Mm. I don't think the temperature has ever been particularly hot, especially on this podcast. Um, So I'll I'll give you the quarterbacks that are being ranked around him. You tell me who you'd rather have Russell Wilson. Marcus, I'll take Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. I'll take Mac Jones. Interesting. I've, Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Mac Jones. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I agree. Derek Carr. Mac Jones. 
I don't know what it is about the Magic family that just hates Derek Carr, but it's whatever. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Mac Jones. Zach Wilson. Mac Jones. Tom Brady. Mac Jones. <laughs> so you're higher on Mac Jones than I think a lot of people. I th- you would have Mac Jones somewhere between like QB 14, QB 15. I think I'm a little bit lower. I think I'm more in the QB 20, QB 21 range. Like I would take Russell, Cousins, Carr, all those guys over Mac, but it's not great. Let's just say that's not on great. A, on a standalone note, Marcus, like on the, I, I do want to circle back to Matt Stafford because I think that he's like an interesting, uh, you know, player to discuss right now in Dynasty. Like I know he, he's not with the Bills, he's not with the Patriots, but uh, comparing the the Dynasty value of Mac Jones to that of Matthew Stafford, it's kind of like we're in flux with Matthew Stafford. Like yeah, what are. is going to uh, what is going to happen? Is he going to play rest of season? I, I why bother? Honestly, why? Um, the, but, the only reason why I could see him potentially playing more is because I think they have three primetime games coming up. I don't think you risk your like Matthew Stafford gets one more concussion anytime soon. And I agree. we might not see him play football again. Like yeah. it's not, it's not worth it just because you're in prime time. Um, I, like, and that is my concern. Cause I feel like we're one hit away from seeing Matthew Stafford hang up the cleats. And it's sad. It, it's sad because it's been back to back, but like, We've seen you can't it, you can't play around with concussions, no. and, and especially when your team is not going to make the playoffs. But uh, are you ready for Raiders Rams next Thursday night? Yeehaw! Yeah, I don't know. It's not Cowboys, but it's fun. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's do some promotion commotion because this is just depressing right now, and I want to have to have, uh, talk about something <laughs> fun. Uh, but before we do that, we want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we are sure you're going to love. Find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcasts. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Russ is a champion on the field, but off of it, we rarely know the grind on the path to greatness. Russell Wilson, alongside co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Morad, dig into high-performance athletes, uh, artists, and leaders who push the boundaries to their potential you also hear from players like Von Miller uh, talking about coming back from his injuries to win a Super Bowl and how how he's able actually to win two Super Bowls and how he's been able to uh, play into his 30s. You get to hear from Tim Tebow talk about winning a national championship. Uh, there's Olympic gold medalists, NFL stars, business leaders. Hosts will swap stories and share proven mental techniques that have gotten the world's most elite performers across the finish line and beyond available for free on audible or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, okay, let's do some promotion commotion. Uh, last week we, again, we had just a couple massive hits uh, between Jordan Akins. Uh, you had, well, who's your, who was your big hit? I forgot that. It slipped my mind. Uh, Travis Homer. Travis back. Homer. That was a really good one. Uh, so yeah, we, we've been doing very, very well on the show. So let's, continue to have some of this hot streak who are you picking this week all right this one's like the grossest one i feel like i've had all season and i hate myself for it but i'm gonna roll out tutu atwell (laughs) this week that was my Uh, guy was it really yeah it really was Um, 
I I want to shout out to to Atwell who actually ranks fourth among all wide receivers in yards per route run. He's not played a ton this season, but he's actually been super efficient. Uh, seven targets on the year, four receptions, 139 yards. That's four yards per route run. Um, just again, every time he's had the opportunity to see the ball, he's been super efficient. Now, last week played a season high 52% of offensive snaps. Again, didn't translate to much, but uh, I, I think that this is going to be an opportunity where uh, Seattle, they, they've been a better secondary than, you know, most people have given them credit for, I think this season, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're doing quite well, but they have been allowing some yards after the catch. And I do think that's going to be an opportunity for Tutu Atwell to, uh, you know, break off a play. So show some of that explosive playmaking ability, and keep doing his thing, especially if he's playing. It. But the biggest question for me, Marcus, Tutu Atwell played the majority of his snaps uh, split out wide last week. Um, he is 5'9", 165 Sean, pounds. Look, come on. Sean, what are we doing, Sean? That's insane. Get him in the slot. Cooper Cup is not there. You can use this guy as a slot. You can give him touches in the backfield. Let's let's actually use your second round pick a little bit. See what he can do going forward. So I, I want to see more two two at well. Okay, I just have one guy for me this week. Just one guy. Are you I, you know how gross I like to pick names? You ready? Yeah. This player has three carries in the year, and I want you to start him in the running back position this week. Oh no! Amir A- Amir Abdullah. Oh my god! So here here's the thinking behind this. What year is it? Yeah, I know. Um. They're, the Raiders are playing the Chargers this week, and the Chargers have, I believe, one of the worst run defenses in all fantasy football. They're allowing the 28th most points to opposing running backs. They can't stop guys on the ground. They can't stop players in the receiving game. Quietly, quietly, Amir Abdullah has caught at least three passes in four of the last in four of the last five games. Um, they're starting to use him more as like the passing down guy, and I just get the feeling with the Chargers pass rush, that they're going to use a lot more of Abdullah. And I think Josh Jacobs is more banged up than people want to admit. I know he's coming off a 300-yard game, and how in the world do you start another running back after Josh Jacobs had 300 yards? I think Jacobs is going to be pretty limited in this game. So play Amir Abdullah. That's that's a gross one. Speaking of injuries, I I think that, I'm willing to throw out Jamichael Hasty yes. in this uh, this week 13 contest against the the Lions, who they've actually been like a relatively solid rushing defense. Um, what I'm interested in is potentially starting him for some of that receiving upside. So uh, saw what he did last week when um, Travis Etienne was out of the the game, but. I think what's more interesting is the fact that this team was really cautious with Travis Etienne. He had been cleared to return and we saw they, they decided to keep him sidelined. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think they had planned to do that as long as things kept running in the game, in the, the um, you know, in terms of efficiency with this team, as long as they were moving the ball. Uh, Cause I, I think they want to preserve their running back. They don't want, 
like they, they already lost him to a foot injury last season. Uh, they don't want to, um, I, I think, rock that boat much further. I so uh, I could see them keeping Jermichael Hasty involved in this game. Um, five targets, Marcus. I like. I think five targets uh, is going to be enough. And if they can't run the ball super efficient efficiently against this Lions run defense, I do think that they're gonna. Uh, continue to scheme these running backs in the short passing game and to Michael hasty could. Yes. He's also a pretty decent player. player. Like that's the other thing. Like if you're going to start somebody like this, you want to believe in the talent. And I do believe it with hasty. I just think he's a good player. Get him in your lineup. Even, even without uh, an ETN injury, Marcus, uh, three of or sorry, each of the last four games has played, 19 or more percent of offensive snaps, which isn't like a high threshold, but for a backup, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making lockdown dynasty. Your first listen for your next listen. Check out the lockdown sports today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on the odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can uh, follow our show on YouTube. Please go check us out over there. Uh, check out Kate on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the, what, we're in week 13 now? Yeah, week 13 games. We'll be right back here on Monday to break it all down. See you guys next time.